Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. Jesus once told Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us to learn about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our pastor is Mr. Jeremy Visser from Brooks, Georgia. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or simply write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. If you desire, you can also follow us on YouTube and Twitter. We would like to hear from you, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His will will continue to reign upon us all. Once again, welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry, and here is Pastor Visser with our next Bible study. Hello again, dear kinsfolk, and thank you for joining me this Wednesday evening. As you may be well aware, we have recently, finally, completed our study into the Gospel of St. Luke. And at over 70 segments, this is the most lengthy series that has ever been produced from this particular pulpit. But nonetheless, this Wednesday evening, we're going to be beginning a brand new three-part series titled Lessons from Luke. One centering around Jesus' birth, another around his life, and the last and final centering around his death. And the hope with this particular series is that it will provide listeners highlights so that they don't have to listen to the entire 52 and a half hour series that we produced this year in 2014 from the Gospel According to St. Luke. Now, many of my regular listeners are going to be coming along and saying, well, oh, here it is, another sermon on the Gospel of Luke, because it seems that we haven't come out of the Gospel of St. Luke. So, have no fear, dear kinsfolk, because this particular three-part series, Lessons in Luke, is going to be preached from the King James Amplified Version. And what I intend to do with this particular series is to go through and provide certain highlights and points that I feel are extremely important for Anglo-Israel believers to take heed and to pay attention to. Now, If you haven't already, I will invite you at this time to download all 76 segments from the Gospel according to St. Luke. You can burn all of those onto one standard compact disc, meaning you can keep it in your car, and you can listen to it at your leisure. Now, in the last week and a half, we've also released the outtakes, the bloopers, the alternative tracks, and much more of the hardcore and the needless material that didn't make it into the final cut. So I'll also invite you to look into that. A two-part series titled Luke Bloops. But this Wednesday evening, we're going to look into the birth of Jesus Christ. And not only that, we're going to look at the similarities to each and every one of us down here and the differences. Because that is the one thing that stood out to me in preaching the gospel according to St. Luke. Luke, if you will, in my humble opinion, was one of the most human of all the Gospels, meaning it's centered around Jesus' walk within the flesh. And in reading and studying Luke, we were able to see that there were so many similarities between Christ and your average Israelite today. But there also were many numerous differences. 
And some of those are going to be pointed out this Wednesday evening. But in the Gospel according to St. Luke are details pertaining and centering around the birth of Jesus Christ. And the birth of Jesus Christ and the birth of John the Baptist were so intricately linked that their ministries were so interwoven, at least in the infancy, of Jesus' own ministry. And by that I mean, John was the one who prepared the Israelite people to come unto Jesus Christ and to recognize their Redeemer. Now, how did John do that? Well, baptism was one part of that. And Luke would go on to author the book of Acts, and one of the integral, central themes of the Acts of the Apostles is water baptism. Now, I'm not going to go in too much into what water baptism represents and the particular gifts that that act of baptism imparts on the believer. But what I do want to look into is the song of Zechariah, who is John the Baptist's father. Now, why is he important? He's important because he was a high priest, but he was also slain by the Jew. And by that I mean much later in Jesus' ministry, he would come along and he would tell the Kenite, Upon you shall come all the blood from righteous Abel, all the way up to Zechariah. But the song of Zechariah begins in verse 14 of the Gospel according to St. Luke, and it says this, You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice over his birth. For he will be great and distinguished in the sight of Yahweh. And he must drink no wine, nor strong drink, and he will be filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit, and in and from his mother's womb. And he, who, John the Baptist, will turn and cause to return many of the sons of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will himself go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah, to turn back the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient, and the incredulous, and unpersuadable to the wisdom of the upright, which is the knowledge and the holy love of the will of God. In order to make ready for the Lord, that is Yahweh God, a people, perfectly prepared in spirit, adjusted, and disposed, and placed in the right moral state. Now that right there in a nutshell is the Song of Zechariah. And what it does is it explains who John was. Not only explaining that he would take the vow of the Nazarite to never drink, but also that he would be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now the interesting thing about this is if you go back to Numbers chapter 6 verse 3, it will shed more light on why it was John would be controlled by the Holy Spirit and why his lips would never touch strong drink. But John was one who set straight the path to make ready a people for Yahweh God. What this means is all the way back, before John was even born, it was foretold that he would be the one to lead them to the Redeemer. What can we take from that? We can take the fact that Yahweh God had plans for Jesus Christ in the very beginning. Now, this would tie perfectly to the first chapter of John, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14 of St. John chapter 1, we read that that Word was made flesh and dwelt among men. By this, I mean, it was the will of God to send the Redeemer from the very beginning. 
Now, this is why the law was a schoolmaster. This is why all of the statutes and the ordinances led up to Jesus Christ and Yahshua Messiah and his ultimate sacrifice. And we'll be dealing with that in part three of this series, Lessons from Luke. But not only that, John was part of that. John was meant to lead our people to Jesus Christ. And not only that, the pregnancies of Elizabeth and Mary were so similar and so closely linked that John, as a babe, leapt within the womb of Elizabeth as Mary drew near to her. Now, why would this be? Well, that can be found within the Song of Mary. And the Song of Mary, of course, begins in St. Luke chapter 1, but in verse 46. And it reads as such. Mary said, My soul magnifies and extols the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Now, there's a terminology right there. God my Savior, not Jesus Christ, the Savior of all men, but God in flesh form. But not only that, Mary says in verse 48, He has looked upon the low station and humiliation of his handmaiden. For behold, from now and all generations of all ages will call me blessed and declare me happy and to be envied. Now, the interesting thing about that is that's extremely true. That's a prophecy you've seen come to pass before your very eyes. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net, where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts, or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all, and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church, so that when He returns, you will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply His words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. Hello again, dear kinsfolk. This is Pastor Visser from the heart of the Dirty South, which is Brooks, Georgia, and the Covenant People's Church and Ministry. And dear kinsfolk, I'm pleased to announce that we will be having a new three-part series titled Lessons from Luke. Part one will center around the birth of Jesus Christ. Part two, naturally, around his life and his miracles. And finally, the third and final part in our new upcoming three-part series, Lessons in Luke, will center around the death and the resurrection of Yahshua Messiah. Now, originally, we had that planned for this particular Wednesday evening, but we're going to roll that back so I can actually add a lot more to that particular series. What it's meant to be is a Reader's Digest condensed version of our entire 67-part series looking into the gospel according to St. Luke that was recently concluded about a week and a half, two weeks ago. 
Now, many of my listeners have been coming along saying, man, we've been spending a long time in the Gospel of St. Luke, and that's true, in upwards of 10 months. However, this new upcoming series, titled Lessons from Luke, once again, will be preached from the King James Amplified Version. And what it's meant to do is highlight the specific similarities, and not only that, the differences between Christ's birth, life, and death to any standard Israelite. So stay tuned for that. However, this Wednesday evening, because we are rolling back that series, we're going to do a quick study into Second Peter. That is the second epistle of Peter, beginning in chapter 2. Now, I'm no stranger to this specific text because I preached it numerous times. However, this Wednesday evening, we're going to be looking into it from the Amplified New Testament. That is the King James Version. However, Amplified for more clarity. So before we begin this particular study, I want to invite you, if you haven't already, to download all 76 segments in the Gospel according to St. Luke. You'll be able to burn those onto your standard compact disc for playing in your car or for study at your own leisure. So please do that if you require further study. So you can do that if you want to hear the entire 50-hour-plus series or you can simply wait for the three-part study that's going to be forthcoming, titled Lessons from Luke. But without further ado, Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1. It says, But also, in those days there arose false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among yourselves, who will subtly and stealthily introduce heretical doctrines, destructive heresies, even denying and disowning the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net, where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts, or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all, and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church, so that when He returns, you will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply His words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. And by that I mean, we live in the era 2014. Some people, mostly the papists, venerate Mary and place her on the level of a god. But almost every single person who professes a love of Jesus Christ and says that they are a Christian to one degree or another will extol and will remember and reverence Mary. Now this is extremely important because the Talmud teaches entirely different. 
The Babylonian Talmud comes along and says Mary was an adulteress and cheated on Joseph and that there was no immaculate conception. But that perhaps is a study for another day. Continuing in the Song of Mary, in verse 49, she says, He who is almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, to be venerated in his purity, majesty, and glory, and his mercy, his compassion and kindness towards the miserable and afflicted is on those who fear him with godly reverence from generation to generation and age to age. Now, what's this word generation? Well, that's a polite way of saying genios or of the gen, meaning race. Umbilical cord to umbilical cord, every person who is an Israelite and comprises that stock will obtain the mercy of Yahweh God. But yet it is contingent on one specific thing. What is that? Well, let's keep reading. He has shown strength and made might with his arm. He has scattered the proud and haughty in and by the imagination and purpose and designs of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of low degree. He has filled and satisfied the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty-handed, without a gift. He has laid hold on his servant Israel to help him to espouse his cause in remembrance of his mercy. Now notice, Mary doesn't come along and say, well, this gift that I will be bestowed, who is Yahshua, Messiah, the Redeemer, and the kinsman victor of all Israel, is for the entire world or for anybody who believes, but rather, she says, in the RSV this time, he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. What mercy? That mercy that he extended all the way back in the Old Testament. What is that mercy? Jesus Christ is part of that. A fulfillment of the law, or I could say the works of the law, the laborious acts of the law, the statutes. In short, a sacrifice for one and all time laid down so that no longer would we have to go to the Mosaic law and sacrifice animals, pigeons, turtle doves, etc. Needless under the new covenant. And many people are going to come along and say, well, there's a new covenant now. Indeed there is. But that new covenant was also made with the same exact people of the old. By that I mean the house of Israel and the house of Judah. But Mary says that it is Yahweh God who is in control of all things. That he can satisfy the hungry, meaning he can send the rain or the latter rain, but not only that, he can send the rich away empty-handed. Meaning, to paraphrase, Yahweh God it is who can make or break you. So common sense would dictate that you'd be on the right side of the fence by pleasing Yahweh God. Kicking against the pricks is going to get you nothing as per the mouth of the Virgin Mary. But continuing on in Mary's song, even as he has promised to our forefathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever, not the entire world. So go back and read 1 Samuel chapter 2 verses 1 through 10, Micah chapter 7 verse 20, Genesis chapter 17 verse 7, also Genesis chapter 18 verse 18 and Genesis chapter 22 verse 17. That will expand on those promises that were made to Abraham. That his seed should be so numerous that they could not be counted. That they would be like the sand on the seashore and the stars within the very sky itself. Now, Jesus Christ was part of that. 
And Jesus Christ was born after John the Baptist. Why? John the Baptist had a ministry all his own. But that, of course, may be a study for another day. John the Baptist was beheaded for his belief. He was a zealot. And not only was he a zealot, he drew no straws when it came to rebuking the Pharisees. When it came to calling them a brood of vipers or a race of snakes, we could say. Well, that was John the Baptist, and not only John, but also much later in the life of Jesus Christ, Yahshua himself, who would say the same exact thing. But the birth of Jesus Christ is transcribed in the Gospel according to St. Luke, in chapter 2, verse 1. And we can read about it. It goes like this. In those days it occurred that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole Roman Empire should be registered. In short, a census. Now we know from the Old Testament that it is always Satan that provokes people to number the Israelites. For example, even wise King David was provoked by the devil to do as such. So in this latter era, when they come along to number you, do all you can to skew their numbers. After all, why should we give Zog our numbers when they can't even keep track of the locust armies that are flooding over our borders at an alarming rate. That's a side note. This was the first enrollment, and it was made when Quinarius was governor of Syria. And all the people were going to be registered, each to his own city or town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea. Now, stopping right there. It is Joseph who is considered the Judean, because racially... Mary would have been Levitical. How can I make that claim? Well, Elizabeth, Zechariah's wife and John the Baptist's mother, was Mary's cousin. And she was, quote, from among the daughters of Levi, end quote. Now, what this means, of course, is that Jesus Christ covered it on both ends of the sphere. Being the lion of the tribe of Judah, but also in high priest forever as is the law of Yahweh God. But Joseph went from Nazareth to Judea. So many men who come along now and they say, hey, Jesus Christ is a Jew, never recognizing that he's half Levitical and half spirit, are those who side with Pilate. Not only Pilate, but they're also, by extension, saying Jesus was not the Son of God, but the son of Joseph the carpenter. Why is that important? Well, because they said it back then. When Jesus would come and he would do a miracle during his life, well, there were many detractors who would come along and say, well, why should we listen to this? Is this not Joseph the carpenter's son? Short answer, no. He's Yahweh's son. He's Mary's son. But he had nothing racially to do with Joseph. Now, he was considered a Judean in all fairness, but so was everybody else in the land of Judea. Because Jew is just a slang term for Judean. And that's confirmed right here in St. Luke chapter 2, verse 4. Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea. That is, the land that was considered Judea at the time. To be enrolled with Mary, his espoused and or married wife, who was about to become a mother. And while they were there, the time came for her delivery. Now this is the birth of Jesus Christ. But that's proven in verse 4. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea. That is, the township, or the land of Judea, we could say. To the town of David, which is called Bethlehem. 
because he, who, Joseph, was of the house and the family of David. But so also was Mary. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Let's pick up our study into the Gospel of Luke next time. This is Pastor Visser wishing you and yours great studies. War for Christ. Amen. Covenant People's Ministry Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.com, and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible Studies and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website or write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. We thank you for your prayers and offerings and pray that all of you have been touched by these messages and continue to spread the word of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen.